0: I have a bone to pick with my employer. Sometimes you're going to have to put yourself in the line of fire with your own boss. And I've got, I've got to make that step right now. I love ESPN and ESPN LA for their commitment to Soccer Weekly. I'm going to challenge that with what I'm seeing on the ESPN Plus 10-part documentary on LAFC. Have you seen this yet on ESPN Plus? If you're not a member of ESPN Plus, I love it. Not just because I work for the company. I highly recommend it, especially if you're a soccer fan. I am Dave at home. This is Soccer Weekly. But sometimes you have to call out your employer. And if it gets me in trouble, so be it. Are you ready? So I'm watching this documentary on LAFC. And the first season, the entire season, it just was released, what, yesterday, I guess? I think it was yesterday. Ten-part documentary. And I'm flying through it. It's, they're easy to, you know, to watch and to digest. And I see myself in one of the episodes, a little uh, side shot, profile shot. And i got to be honest with you, it reminded me that I need to lose 10 or 60 pounds. And that is just unacceptable for them to put that in there like that. Come on! Fat guy doesn't need that side profile. Give me a break! No, there's no better angle. I get it. There's no better side. It's not what I'm talking about. But they didn't have to put that in there, the side angle. Thanks a lot. So I immediately threw away my stash of junk food and and candy bars that I have hidden away from my wife at home. Immediately. I'm off the Butterfingers, okay? Yes, I might have had to throw away a pint of Haagen-Dazs. That's a waste of money, but I had to do it unacceptable from ESPN+. Plus. No, it's really great stuff. It really is. And I got to tell you, I'm blowing through the episodes. They, Like I said, they're a fast watch. And so far, I'm not quite done, if I'm being honest. I, I have binge-watched a lot of them, but I'm not quite through the 10. I think I'm just at the start of Episode 8. End of Episode 7, just at the beginning of Episode 8. If you haven't seen it, ESPN+, Plus, check it out. I highly recommend it. It is mls season time right now we're here we're we're minutes away from the season kicking off on saturday with several games and of course lafc back in action on sunday taking on sporting kansas city at bank of california stadium we will have the call here on espn la i'll be bringing it to you oh by the way we are such we are in such a giving mood because of the beginning of the season we have two sweet tickets To give away. Now, when I say sweet tickets, I don't mean like S-W-E-E-T. Oh, those tickets are sweet. We've got one lucky winner is going to win a pair of tickets to a suite to watch that opener with LST coming up. Yeah. Yeah, Dave. Coming up later in this show, we will be giving those away. Call your friends. Call your enemies. Well, don't tell your enemies. That wouldn't be good. Then they would have a shot to win. But one lucky listener is going to be winning a pair of tickets to watch the opener between LAFC and Sporting Kansas City at Bank of California Stadium in a suite. Don't forget to bring your little transistor radio for all you people older than, well, 40. And you can listen to me, you know, put it in the head. You can listen to me then while you're watching the game. That'd be fun. And MLS is back. I'm so excited. LA Galaxy hosting Chicago Fire Saturday night. Get their season going. Controversy with the Galaxy right now. Not so much controversy, but when you're this close to the season and there are stories still swirling about transfers and everything, that's not necessarily good. Ola Kamara, according to the team, has been given permission to talk to a Chinese team about a transfer over to the Chinese Super League. Yeah, we're knocking on the doorstep of the season, and the Galaxy's, what, second leading scorer from last season is off in another continent trying to work out a transfer. So. Look, when you give permission to a player to for a player to go across the world essentially, halfway across the world over the Pacific Ocean to go talk to he's gone. Not again, not official, but Ola Kamara has one foot out the door the last time we checked to be going to China potentially for a transfer there. Now, here's the thing, look, it is a business if the Galaxy get a nice transfer fee out of it, so be it. You wish Ola Kamara well. He's, it's not like he's played 12 years here, okay? It was one season. Good player, solid player. No doubt there would be interest for other teams around the world in a guy like Ola Kamara. The Norwegian can score. We've seen it in Columbus. We've seen it with LA Galaxy. And I'm sure you'll see it in the Chinese Super League if the trans. You know, he will score. He scores. Zlatan Ibrahimovic is the goal scorer for the LA Galaxy. Ola Kamara is expendable on that team. If getting rid of him or selling him or whatever you do kind of eases that financial burden with all the DP questions for the Galaxy, the designated player stuff, then it's a good move. Now, here's the thing. You're really banking on Zlatan Ibrahimovic to be completely healthy, and that is a scary thing if you're the Galaxy. So... You would suspect there might be some reciprocal moves even after if you're going to get rid of you know things are going to happen maybe shaking down a little bit we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. Concacaf's leg two of these Champions League games. Now again, as we did last week, we're not going to talk about the ones that are happening, or the one that is happening virtually right now, Tigris and Saprissa, because you may be DVRing it or something. You might want to watch it. I'm not even going to talk about the Galaxy or I'm sorry the MLS games that have already finished right before we started the show. We're not mentioning those because you may have DVR'd those and want, don't want to know the score. I can talk about the matchups that are coming up on Wednesday, tomorrow, and Thursday. And look, it was a mixed bag for MLS. We we saw that in the first legs, no doubt. But you've got New York Red Bulls going to play uh, Pantoja at home after a 2-0 win on the road. And, and that was an interesting place to go against uh, Pantoja. So a good effort there from the Red Bulls. And, again, on Thursday's games, you've got a couple of mixed bags when it comes to MLS. Atlanta United just absolutely uh, wet the bed the first game against Irediano down in uh, Costa Rica. I mean, tough team, tough place to play. And Atlanta United just looked awful in a 3-1 loss. But they're going home. They did get the road goal. My Toluca, however, taking on Sporting KC, of course, LAFC's first opponent coming up on Sunday. My Toluca looked like garbage, and they fire their manager. Yeah. My Toluca Pachuca update features only the reds here the my Toluca my favorite team in all of Liga MX and they look like hot garbage against Sporting Kansas City a 3-0 loss on the road they didn't get a road goal they are they are at home for this one coming up on Thursday night but Sporting Kansas City I got to tell you Sporting Kansas City against Toluca I know Toluca's a mess right now they've what they've got outscored 10-0 in their last 3 games between two Liga MX games and then that that loss, no wonder you're going to fire the coach. But here's the thing. I have never seen an MLS side look that good in Champions League. Not even Toronto in some of the victories they had last year. Sporting Kansas City dominated that game against Toluca. It was no fluke. It was no surprise. It was There was no tricks. There were no referee calls that went against Toluca. Sporting Kansas City was every bit the 3-0 better than Toluca, and then some. It was a complete and utter thrashing. Toluca was not on the same level. It's hard for me to admit that because I don't like Sporting Kansas City and I love Toluca. They were not on the same level and are not on the same level as a club right now as Sporting Kansas City. Toluca is done and dusted. I wouldn't be surprised if Sporting Kansas City goes down there Thursday and wins in Mexico outright. Especially if they got the first goal in that game, forget about it. I mean, Toluca is a mess. And it's hard for me to say. They're languishing in Liga Amekis right now, and they're just about out. They've got one one and a half feet out the door in CONCACAF Champions League. Very disgusting. I thought Toluca had a chance to win this competition because I kind of thought they had more than one eye on it rather than Liga Amekis. We saw that with Chivas. But apparently it's just that Toluca is a fine mess right now. And that disturbs me. That ticks me off. Those are the hot topics. Your thoughts on uh, all of that? The ESPN Plus doc, if you've seen that, let me know at Talk Soccer on Twitter. At Talk Soccer is where you can get a hold of me. Again, don't forget we have a pair of sweet tickets to give away for the opener between LAFC and Sporting Kansas City. One lucky winner who listens to this show coming up later. Well, you're going to be listening all the time. You don't know when it's going to happen, but we are giving them away during this show. Coming up, I promise you will not be disappointed. Whoever wins these tickets, holy cow. They're better seats than I ever sit in, I'll tell you that much. So you will enjoy that, I'm sure. Still to come, going to be talking with LAFC's Stephen Shore right here on the home of the black and gold. This is ESPN LA and Soccer Weekly on the home of world football in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. I cannot wait till Sunday to give you the call of the LAFC opener against Sporting Kansas City at Bank of California Stadium. You'll hear it right here on LA. I am Dave Denholm. This is Soccer Weekly on the home of world football in Southern California. We roll on. We've got two tickets to a suite for that home opener to give away coming up later in the show. Yeah, you heard me right. Sweet tickets. Not what? S-W-E-E-T, okay? They are sweet tickets. But these are actually sweet tickets as well. For that opener with LAFC and the dreaded sporting KC, who I hate. I hate sporting Kansas City. I I, I have sports hate of the Thousand Suns. A guy that we all love here is uh, Stephen Betashore. He is joining us now here on Soccer Weekly for Black and Gold Breakdown. One, two, three, Breakdown! It's the Black and Gold Breakdown. Breakdown. Break it down like this right now. LAFC defender Stephen Betashore, Beta. I hope your off-season has gone very quickly and has gone very well for you. I cannot wait for this season to get going. And how are you feeling?
1: Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me. I'm feeling good. I'm ready to go. It's been uh, too long of an off-season, so uh, I'm anxious right now for Sunday. Yeah,
0: I don't blame you for that. I, we all hear you, and uh, it's going to be a, a great opener, certainly a test there. Now, Beta, you uh, have been involved with some pretty darn good teams. Of course, you were with Toronto when they won their MLS Cup. Obviously, Concacaf Champions League is a good reward for teams. How do you think that's going to affect Sporting Kansas City, coming off these two very big games against Toluca, and then having to jump in and take on a team like you guys right off the jump?
1: Yeah, obviously, if you have a good season, the, the, you get rewarded by playing in Champions League the following year. The only downside of that is now you're kind of crammed into those games. Like, yeah. you know, Sporting Kansas City is going to go Thursday. And then they'll, uh, go back, play the, the second leg, which is right before us again on Thursday and then us. So I don't know if they'll rotate or if, you know, if they'll rotate for the Toluca match or if they'll rotate for us, but it's going to be a tough little stretch for them with the travel. Um, and then, you know, if they advance to the next round, they're going to have a quick turnaround again. So we'll see what they do. Um, I think regardless, we're going to, you know, we're going to come out flying. Uh, I think everyone's ready to go. Play at the bank in front of the 3252. So it doesn't matter which lineup they put out. We're going to be buzzing for sure.
0: Now we got to start with something right on the pitch. I hate to put you on the spot, Beta. Did earlier today? Did Carlos Vela practice? <laughs> can you tell uh, me? He
1: he did train. Um, he looks like he's. That's all we have to know. That's be, all. And, and if if good, it's a top
0: secret thing, know. we can. No. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know what they want to report and all this stuff, but uh, he was able to. He was able to get
0: out there. There we go. We all, it's already been on social media too. Don't worry about it. But yeah, it's we're all on pins and needles over
1: here with our media team.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the heat. I promise. Uh, don't worry about it. He is Stephen Betasure. <laughs> he runs up and down the right side of defense and all around the pitch for LAFC. We've talked about that before, uh, Beta. Obviously, Bob likes to see you guys get into the attack. That's a good part of your game, certainly. How do you feel your offensive game went in 2018? Putting aside the defense for a while, how do you feel you played offensively last season? Are you talking about the team or personally? For you, first of all. For me,
1: I thought it was good. Um, it's a little bit different role as far as yeah. uh, roles I've done with other teams. Um, you know, We kind of have a free range to to go up, to go inside, um, sometimes we're just doing offensive marking. So you're kind of all over the place. Sometimes you see me, you know, ahead of our wingers, sometimes you see me almost like in the central midfield, sometimes you see me really far back almost in the, you know, a 3 back system. So, uh I thought offensively it was pretty good. You know, I had a clear high in goals, which uh <laughs> is pretty cool. It's not something that I tend to do. Uh I'm more of an assist guy, so I had a handful of assists, which i'm always uh, happy to get. I get more pleasure uh, from from getting an assist rather than scoring, so anytime I could see someone else put the ball in the net, i'm really happy for them so and you uh, you are you a know. guy who's
0: had some really good offensive seasons assist wise especially for a defender uh not to just say, oh just a defender by any means. How do you feel the defensive season went for laFC There were some highs, but there were also some lows
1: yeah I, you know i I think overall it was decent, but it can always improve. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never just like, "Hey, your four defenders—they need to do better." It's, the, it's our system, you know. We attack together. There's a reason we scored so many goals. I think it was second in the league, uh, but we also defend together, and which is also why we we gave up a decent amount. Um, I know we still had uh, ten or eleven shutouts, which you know was probably top five in the league. People kind of. Dismiss that fact, but um, when we leaked goals, I felt like it was there were a lot of goals, and it ruined our goals against average. So you know, there's a couple of games where we're giving up five goals, four goals, and uh, if you knock those few games out, you're looking at the goals against average. So it wasn't bad, but again, like I said, there's always room to improve. Um, and what we've been working on this off season, the preseason, I'm sorry, is really uh, being harder to to mm-hmm. kind of break down. Um, really working on our counter-pressing and our offensive marking. So uh, hopefully you can see that from the start against Kansas City and throughout the
0: season. You know, I've always wondered that, though, Beta. Where is the line or where is that balance? Because obviously you want to play good defense, but when you're a team mm-hmm. that scores a lot of points in any sport, right, whether it's basketball or football, I've always said this about the Lakers back in Phil Jackson's day. Everybody thought, oh, the defense isn't. There. No, when you score a lot of points, you got to give up points in professional yeah, sports. Yeah. There's that, there's that giving like
1: tape. Kind of like the Warriors right now. You know, they score so many offensive points, but, you know, they're giving up a lot as well. Um,
0: but they're still so a great it's, defense.
1: A fine line of, but yeah. yeah, but they're still a great defense, exactly. So um, it's it's a fine line. And, uh, you know, a little kind of maybe too much information, but a little insider on how we work is if, if you get no pressure on the ball from your offensive three or offensive four, mm-hmm. the other team has – all day to just pick out short passes, long passes, and as a defender, it's pretty difficult to read the game. Yeah. You know, do you do you press? Do you step hard? You're kind of just a sitting duck. You're just waiting for them to make their move, and then you have to react. But if if you get good pressure from your front three, front four, you can be um, proactive. You can be on your front foot, and you can dictate. You know, hey, we're pressing here, or you know what, we're going to drop off a little bit. So I mentioned it earlier that it's it's we attack with uh 11 we defend with 11 so it's, well, it's a team effort
0: really that's something we heard from bob bradley in the new espn plus documentary that's been out over what about 24 hours maybe a little bit huh. more now and i was watching those beta i was uh frankly i was binge watching those and he mentioned that <laughs> and it leads me to my next question you know look it's all great to have the documentary and have so you know obviously lafc had an incredible season and it's what is that like as a player though? Do you feel sometimes like it's a little maybe too much access or was it did it work cuz they were there for the entire se- I mean ESPN and the crew well the, you know, the production crew yeah. was there for the entire season. What was that like?
1: Yeah, some, you know, some people like it, some people uh don't like it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm kind of one of those. I'm just indifferent. Uh as long as it's not really getting in my way. Uh yeah. you know, I don't think I haven't watched it all yet, so I don't know if uh, there was too much on me anyway. So I just kind of do my own thing. I'm, I'm kind of boring, you know. People are like, oh, you got to be more... I'm kind of boring. Uh, I like my routine. So some some people enjoy it. It gives them a little inside access. Uh, I know Man City had one, which is pretty cool, uh, you know, just to see a little bit of what goes inside. It, it's obviously not everything. There's a lot of stuff that uh, they don't show, they can't show, so... Um, but for... Uh, a common fan, I think it's pretty cool just to to see what what it's like, just a little glimpse of it.
0: It is called We Are LaFC on ESPN Plus, and this gentleman Stephen Betashore shows up very well in the interviews. You're in there a lot, buddy. Keep watching. So not, uh, okay. they use you an awful <laughs> lot. Tried, of course, I
1: tried to binge watch it yesterday. My wife's like, "No, no, no, I want to watch it with you. Don't watch it without me." I'm like, "Oh my god, this is going to take like a week now."
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. I love it. I know, yeah. isn't that funny? Yeah. How when you when when a wife and husband get involved in the same show, like. He, I I so badly wanted to, like, uh, you know, blast through a bunch of episodes when she's off at work or something. I can't do it. You know, it's just not fair. Yeah, but, uh, yeah.
1: We, have, I, we, we are, have, like, five shows that we watch together, and it's like, you have to wait for the other person. I'm like, Oh, come on. This has been to watch, like, <laughs> four in a row, five in a row.
0: <laughs> the only <laughs> thing bad right. about that whole – I said it in the first segment. The only thing bad about that whole documentary is it reminds me I have to lose 10 to 60 pounds when they showed my side profile in one of the episodes, but – that is, oh, a, you know, it's OK. It's OK. I am talking with Stephen Let's Bateshore. The one thing we have one thing in common, Stephen, you're a good looking young guy who is a good athlete. I am none of those three. OK, but we do have one thing in common. Congratulations. We are both new fathers for the right. Hey, congratulations. Yes, thank you. Nice. You too. Is, is it the first time for you as well?
1: Yeah, yeah. First time he's uh, just about to be a month old on the twenty
0: eighth. Oh wow! Yeah, my 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 little girl just turned three months old. So we're both kind of uh, nice. in that early. Po- how's the sleep? We got You know, we got to be the fathers here. We got to ask each other how's the sleep going.
1: Yeah, yes. You know, my wife has been a saint. I've gotten <laughs> great sleep so far. I feel guilty, uh, but I think she knows that my job requires me to sleep and. She's she's been doing all the night shifts, you know. I, I get home and I try to help out a little bit and let her take sure. a nap. So I try to I try to be a good husband too. But uh, what about you? Are you getting your sleep?
0: Well, let's just say I haven't really been putting in any workouts like you had to do. So I uh, <laughs> I've been getting up uh, in the middle of the night a lot to try to help my wife because I had these months off, of course, as the season wound down. Uh, so yeah, it actually yeah. worked out very well. But yeah, you know, she's now by three months, right around the three months, uh, beta. You're going to get a lot uh, like that six-hour to seven-hour straight, which is kind of nice. Ooh, so, nice. That's I know. It good. doesn't feel like it now for you that it'll ever come, but it does eventually. Yeah. So, yeah. No, right,
1: right now, uh, Braden's on a good cycle. He goes about three hours between feedings. It's like clockwork, really. So, Not bad. Uh, you know, tw- I think my wife wakes up 12, 3, and 6, oh. uh, and then when I get home, I try to let her take a little nap and <laughs> re- recharge the batteries.
0: Beta's child already has the discipline of a professional athlete there, you know, with that (laughs) sleep schedule. So good for that. Uh, Beta, uh, just so much uh, fun talking to you, man. Nothing but continued success, of course, as we get ready for this season. Uh, We talked about Sporting Casey. One final thing here. I mean, the bottom line is for me, as, you know, looking at LAFC is expectations. You know, I mean, it was high enough in the first season, but it was the first season, and you guys just absolutely killed it. And now it's like, hey, go out and do it again. This is professional sports. Do you guys feel that? Yeah, I think
1: the beauty of it is everyone's hungry. You know, there were a lot of expectations. um, But a lot of people would just be content with making the playoffs. A lot of teams in MLS, to be frank. But, uh, you know, Bob, the, the front office, you know, John Thornton, I don't think they're happy with just making the playoffs. They want MLS Cup, and, you know, that's that's a lot of the guys. on Our, mind. our mindset is, hey, it's MLS Cup or bust. So um, guys came in hungry. Guys came in sharp fit, and we're ready to go Sunday. Couldn't come soon enough.
0: Love it. Couldn't agree more. He is Stephen Shore, defender for LAFC. Abeda, thanks so much for taking the time. Continued success, man.
1: Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it.
0: You bet. Stephen Bateshore, LAFC defender, joining us here. Still to come, we have got a pair of sweet tickets to give away for LAFC's opener against Sporting Kansas City at Bank of California Stadium. That and so much more as we roll on. This is Soccer Weekly on the home of world football in Southern California, ESPNLA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPNLA 710, the home of world football here in Southern California. I am Dave Denholm, hanging out with you, and hanging out with Araceli Villanueva. She covers the uh, Sporting KC and LAFC beat. A reporter for MLS Female. Check them out at MLS Female on Twitter, and a contributing writer at MLS Soccer dot com. thanks for taking the time here on Soccer Weekly. Appreciate it.
2: Thank you, and thank you again for having me on. It's a real ple- uh, pleasure.
0: Well, it uh, works out well here for the opener for you, huh? Sporting Kansas City and LAFC. How did you, uh, how did you get involved with MLS Female covering those two teams?
2: Well, I have been covering um, Sporting Kansas City for. About three years now, and when I traveled to Los Angeles last year to check out LAFC, because I have a lot of family in Bakersfield, um, MLS female had reached out to me if I could do LAFC. And I accepted, and it's just been a blast ever since.
0: Now, RSL, you obviously jumped on in the opening year for LAFC. Sporting Kansas City has been a very established team. As you said, you've been around them for a few years now. What did you see out of LAFC in terms of how they built this club from your perspective, that first season for the Black and Gold?
2: I think LAFC has done very well with the marketing campaign and fan inclusion, as well as building a strong uh, roster with Carlos Vela, Lateef Wessing, Diego Rossi. I mean, the list goes on. As I said, their marketing has been outstanding and yeah. it's even reached me in the midwest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I like about the mlsfemale.com is I really I love the fact that uh, you guys just you know the game of course there's you know you, you all of you have been around the game for a while the people who work at mlsfemale.com but I love the outreach that clubs like LAFC have done there are a lot of unbelievable fans who uh, you know attend these games and Quite frankly, I think MLSfemale.com it was a long time coming. It should have been uh, right from the get-go of this league. Now, the league's been around for a long time. Talk a little bit about the history of that website.
2: Oh, yes, I completely agree. The history of the website, it's actually fairly new. It was founded by Dana O'Gorman and Liz uh, Cooley. She's going to get me for mispronouncing her last name. (laughs) Just say Liz. Uh, (laughs) Just say Liz.
0: That's fine. (laughs) Liz.
2: (laughs) Um, They began the website two years ago with the intention of um, covering MLS teams from the female perspective, and it's just expanded tremendously. Just last week, we brought in five additional writers, two photographers, and now we just have a, a full team.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, first thing you go there, by the way, if you are going to go, there's, a good, there's good stuff about the Seattle Sounders. And then Araceli's, uh look at Sporting KC with that victory over Houston in the preseason foul, if you want to read that, at MLSfemale.com. We're talking with Araceli via Nueva. She also uh, writes for MLSsoccer.com. Let's take a look at this matchup, RSL Sporting Kansas City, of course, very busy with the Champions League. We'll see how Toluca puts up a fight, if they do, on Thursday, and as to whether Sporting KC has much of a fight in that second leg from the Mexican side, which they dominated in the first one. Talk first about that performance. I thought it was one of the best performances I've ever seen out of an MLS side in any competition, the way Sporting Kansas City dominated Toluca.
2: Oh, yes. I mean, that performance was just outstanding. It blew everyone away. I mean, to come out with a 3-0 shutout in the first leg is absolutely outstanding. And it definitely speaks to um, sporting's ability to adjust quickly mm-hmm. because they, because of the Champions League, they started earlier than most teams have, spending a month in Arizona, coming home, getting that 0 win. Now they're in New Mexico getting used to the altitude, um, going straight to Mexico for the game on Thursday, and then straight to Los Angeles for the season opener.
0: Yeah, they've got a lot of work ahead of them, there's no doubt. LAFC comes in, of course, after a great first season. Uh, Artis, what do you you think are the biggest concerns for the black and gold this year? Is it just the expectations? Is it on the pitch? What do you think is the big concern if you're Bob Bradley for 2019?
2: I think one of the biggest concerns would definitely be the expectations because LAFC accomplished so much last season. They raised the bar so high, so I think they're – probably thinking they need to reach that certain level of success again which i hope they can um roster rise they still have their core group of players so i think they'll be okay yeah.
0: we are talking with rslv nueva she writes uh, for mlsfemale.com covering sporting kansas city and lafc and also is a contributing writer at mlssoccer.com check her out on twitter at rslv1 Where's your love from soccer, uh, Araceli? Where did you? Uh, I didn't really grow up in the game myself. I kind of caught the bug from the World Cup back in '94 when it came here, and I'm a lot older than you. Where did your love of the game come from?
2: <laughs> um, it definitely came from when I from a much younger age. Uh, my family threw me into the game <laughs> when I was about five or six. I remember going to Arrowhead Stadium to watch the Kansas City Wizards, who are now uh, sporting Kansas City, and I've just been in love with the game ever since.
0: See now, you're, do you remember Kansas City Wiz way back in the day? I, I know that's you know that's crazy, but the, the, before they even changed their name to a more appropriate Wizards, which I thought was at least better. What do you what do you <laughs> recall of that the time when they changed? You know, it's one of the greatest stories in MLS history. I might as well ask you, since you were living through it. To me, one of the greatest success stories is going away from Kansas City Wizards and rebranding in the same town as Sporting KC, and all of a sudden, they're a powerhouse club, Araceli. How did that happen?
2: I think it kind of speaks to our owners, because at the time, we had um, fantastic owners who were dedicated to keeping the team in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. They're the only team to jump across uh, state lines because they began in Missouri, and now they play in Kansas. And just to have a team here and the fan base to support them has grown tremendously over the years. We're seeing sell out games every weekend and I think it really speaks to the soccer community in Kansas City.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think it, it, you're absolutely right about the ownership. They could have bailed, frankly. It was really a rough go for a while, but they you know, they stuck it out. That's the, where it comes down to. RSL, my final question is this. Sporting Kansas City, LAFC, you have to figure both of them are in line for the possibility of making deep runs in the playoffs. Do you see the, these two rosters as having chances to win MLS Cup this year?
2: I think they definitely have a good chance at winning the MLS Cup. I mean, we saw both of them go at it on decision day last year. Unfortunately, LAFC lost in Kansas City, and go they went into the playoffs as the second seed, whereas Sporting KC took that top seed. Mm. So if they can just kind of repeat that formula with a little adjustment, I believe both um, teams can go far this year.
0: I agree with her. She is Araceli Villanueva. Check out her work at MLSfemale.com. Check out them on Twitter as well, at MLSfemale. You can get familiar with it. And she also is a contributing writer for MLSsoccer.com, which is where I practically live during the season. Araceli, thank you so much for taking the time here and joining us on Soccer Weekly. We'll do it again soon. Hey, thank you. You bet. Araceli Villanueva. Enjoy her work. I hope to. Uh, we'll meet up on Sunday as well at the stadium there at, spo- at uh, Bank of California Stadium as Sporting KC take on LAFC. Speaking of which, we still have tickets to give away. A pair of tickets to a suite. Yes, at Bank of California Stadium. You heard me right. Somebody is going to win those coming up next here. On Soccer Weekly, I'm Dave Denholm, and you are listening to the home of world football in Southern California. Where is that, you say? Well, of course, it's ESPN LA 710. Oh, what a show it's been. We are rolling on here each and every week on ESPN LA 710. At Soccer Weekly, I am Dave Denholm. Thanks again to Araceli Villanueva. Check out her work at MLSfemale.com. Also at MLSsoccer.com. She covers Sporting KC and LAFC for MLSfemale.com. Also earlier in the show, Stephen Badershore shared some great insights on LAFC getting ready for that opener against Sporting Kansas City. If you miss anything on the show, you can always podcast the episode, right? Go to iTunes, go to ESPN Pod Center, your favorite podcatcher, whatever. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review to the podcast. We really appreciate that and so much more. Now, we were talking with Beta about that opener, LAFC hosting Sporting Kansas City coming up on Sunday. You'll hear it right here with the, the call. I'll have the call for you on ESPN LA. But right now, well, I shouldn't say right now. First things first. I'm going to make you wait just a little longer. You know what I'm talking about here. First things first. We have to get to some information that we'd like to share here on the show. It is the Health Report, and it's on Soccer Weekly, sponsored, of course, by L.A. Care. is the nation's largest community-inspired health plan. L.A. Care is elevating health care in the City of Angels. L.A. Care for all of L.A. LACare.org. Now, the big question mark health-wise this week For LAFC, of course, was Carlos Vela. The great Mexican international had a fantastic season last year. MLS worthy, realistically, for LAFC. He was everything they wanted and more as their first designated player signing. Vela went down in that game, in their final preseason game against Vancouver, and there was some concerns. He got a knock. He left the game. People were worried. Well, back at training, uh, the few reports I'm seeing on social media, you know, it looks like... You know he's doing he's doing better. Let's say that, right? We still, you never know. Again, it's early, in terms of uh, just because it's a season opener, everybody wants to see Carlos Vela on the pitch every game. LAFC will not take any chances, right? So if he's going to be ready to go on Sunday, he'll be fine in that sense. They're going to wait and make sure he's a hundred percent. So, but it looks like decent news there that it wasn't as severe as it could have been, certainly, and that's uh, some good news there on the LA Care Health report. Otherwise. It looks like the team is in good shape going into the season. Uh, Don't really see any other, you know, nothing of of any major note around MLS other than injuries that everybody already knew about right now going into these openers beginning Saturday. And MLS kicks off. I cannot wait. And I know you can't as well. Now, no more waiting. We've been teasing it all show. It is time. This Sunday, of course, right, March 3rd, going out the Bank of California Stadium. I know you are for the best sports experience in L.A., that's LAFC at the Bank of Cal, right? At the bank, taking on at Sporting Kansas City. They face off at Bank of California Stadium. It's the home opener. Right now, here on Soccer Weekly, caller number seven. We're looking for you at 877-710-ESPN. That's 877-710-3776. 877-710-ESPN. If you're caller seven, you are getting tickets to a suite to watch the LAFC home opener against sporting kansas city courtesy of lafc soccer weekly and of course your friends here at espn la 710 caller number seven at 877 710 espn we really appreciate your support i appreciate this segment more than i do any other radio segment in all the world it is time for stoppage time stoppage time yeah stoppage time stoppage time right now and I appreciate this man, my producer on LAFC broadcast, as well as, of course, Soccer Weekly here on, what, three years, it seemed. It, it might even be longer than that, the great Mario Reeves. Mario, how are you, buddy? Appreciate you, Dave. Mario, always a pleasure <laughs> here on Stoppage Time. What do we got, today? Uh, th- I think this one's. it jumped out at us, Mario. Is pretty much yes. the, the story for Stoppage Time this week. Chelsea and Manchester City. No. They went at
3: it in the Carabao Cup final over the weekend, and uh, – of course, City triumphed four three on penalties. Yeah. Now, Kepa, the goalkeeper, he did not want to get substituted out uh, by, by his manager, sorry, and he stayed on the pitch. He refused to come out of the game. And, what would you do, Dave, if you if you're the manager and you tell yeah. a player, okay, let's get out, we need a sub here, and he
0: says, no, I'm staying on. What do you do? I'll tell you what. You know, Mauricio sorry is in a lot of trouble, right, at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. I think you got to make your stand there, Mario, because realistically, look, the player looks like a spoiled kid, right? I mean, he's off. That looks awful. Now, he can hide behind, oh, I thought, you know, basically, oh, I thought they thought I was injured. You know how, like, sometimes you check on a player. Yeah. He waves them off, says, no, I'm fine. This was about the penalties, right? They were going to bring in a goalkeeper they thought was going to be better in PKs. Keppa has to be a grown man about this. You're a professional. If your manager subs you off, you can complain. You can kick and scream. Walk off the pitch. Be ticked off. Don't shake his hand. Whatever. Let everybody know you're mad about it. You just cannot stay on the pitch. If I'm Mauricio sorry, and Mario, you asked me this question, yeah. I walk onto the pitch myself and drag <laughs> this dude off by his collar. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I would absolutely, if I got to get red-carded for it, fine. One of us is leaving the pitch and leaving this match. And if it ain't going to be the goalkeeper, if he's going to do that, I'm going to make sure I make enough of an embarrassment of everybody that Keppa takes all the I – mean, I'm serious. I would absolutely – I would have been red-carded if I was Mauricio Sari. I would have made sure I went out there and grabbed him by the collar.
3: Now, Keppa said he apologized to Sari and called it a misunderstanding. He said, in no moment was it my intention to disobey or anything like that with the boss. Just that it was misunderstood because I had been attended by the medics twice, and he thought that I wasn't in condition to ridiculous.
0: You know why? Because whenever that happens, Mario, and if somebody waves him off, right, then the manager just goes and sits down. They pull back the sub, right? Right. Of course they're gonna, you know, be concerned if a guy's injured and he had been checked out. So of course they're gonna check on him. Kepa gives him the faint, you know, like the little the index finger, like no, no, no I'm fine, kind of thing. Uh-huh. He does that like several times, and they still wanted to sub you out. Of course they knew what. It, that's ridiculous. That that's just covering your butt. It was awful. Kepa knew what he was doing, in my opinion. And if I'm Mauricio, sorry, I mean he was just absolutely livid, and I don't blame him. But I would have, oh, boy, I would have gotten a red card myself, I'm sure, because I would have went off. I don't blame you.
3: Yeah, you can't put a coach through that. You can't put a manager, disrespect him like that.
0: No, and you're disrespecting everybody. Yes, Look, we all know it's a business. We all know these guys, this is their job, right? Nobody wants to be subbed out. Nobody would have remembered that he got subbed out five minutes after the game. It doesn't matter. It's not a slap in the face. Stop being so... You know, prideful about it. It's strategy. It's your team, you know, trying the best to do. And then, of course, he missed saving a penalty that he should have saved. Right. You know, like, I mean, how dare you? It's Very ridiculous. selfish of him not to think of the team, thinking of him himself first before the team. 100%. I don't know how this doesn't follow him the rest of his career, honestly. It you know, might. Whether, whether it really plays out that way, Mario, but people are going to have to be whispering about this for the rest of his career. Just go off the pitch, man. You're you're hurting yourself far worse by trying to be a tough guy and you know disobeying an uh, order to be substituted out. It's ridiculous. I would have absolutely lost my mind if I was sorry. And of course, when I back when I was a kid, man, I did not play sports well. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I wanted to win a little too much at times, quite frankly. Oh, they would have driven me mad on the on the sidelines. There is no doubt, but it was really a fascinating a fascinating story when you really look at what goes on in sports, and just to to sit there and just absolutely, and then nobody knew what to do. Yeah, the, re, the referees like, "Well, are you going to make this up or not?" It's I mean, so what are we odd doing for here?
3: everybody. It's oh. so disrespectful to everybody. You never see this. Like,
0: just painful. <laughs> Come on, just run off the pitch and go sit down, dude. We wouldn't have even remembered five minutes later. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, this is far worse than getting substituted out, in my estimation. So. No question about it. Hey, we have a winner for those sweet tickets. Thanks so much to everybody for trying to win. We appreciate the listening. Thanks so much, Mario. Stoppage time, another success there. Thank Always you, Dave. appreciate that, you bet. Uh, don't forget, as I mentioned, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at TalkSoccer so you can get all the information for the show. Look, we bounce around a little bit. Don't forget, ESPN LA 710 has uh, uh, big-time properties here, right? USC, Lakers, so sometimes we're moving around a little bit. Follow us at TalkSoccer on Twitter. You will always know what's going on with the show there, right? And you can also uh, listen to the podcast. Go to uh, iTunes. Go to the ESPN Pod Center, Any of your podcatchers. Look for Soccer Weekly. We appreciate it. Subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks so much to Stephen and at via Nueva. Thanks so much to Mario Rees for producing it and all the guys behind the scenes. As always, I'm Dave at home. This is the home of world football. We will talk to you on Sunday for the kickoff of uh, MLS season right here on ESPN LA as LAFC host, Sporting Kansas City. I'm looking forward to that one. This is Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA 710.